my method um, is not so much recruiting others as a leader, but I am a leader setting out baits. Welcome to Artists as Leader, where we explore the intersection of creativity and leadership. I'm Piercarlo Talenti, the producer and editor of this podcast, brought to you by the Keenan Institute for the Arts at the University of North Carolina School of the Arts. And I'm Rob Kramer, founder and CEO of Kramer Leadership, whose mission is to advance leaders for the greater good. This week, we bring you Piercarlo's interview with artist Lily Ye. Piercarlo, please tell us a little bit about Lily. Sure. Uh, Lily Ye was already an internationally recognized artist, as well as a respected professor, when in 1986, she was invited by a North Philadelphia community leader to create a piece of public art in an abandoned lot in his neighborhood. And that invitation changed her life and would come to change the lives of countless people in neighborhoods throughout the world. But back after that first visit to North Philadelphia, she returned and with the help of children and adults from the neighborhood, created what came to be known as the Village of Arts and Humanities, a park and public art installation that has become a vibrant and cherished community hub. Lily's work on the village became an inspiration for creative placemakers around the world and earned her global recognition and dozens of fellowships and awards, including honorary doctorates from Villanova University, Syracuse University, and the University of Massachusetts. After serving for 16 years as the village's executive director and lead artist, Lily created Barefoot Artists, an organization that allowed her to bring her community-enriching practices to neglected neighborhoods around the world. Among the projects Lily has created with Barefoot Artists are the Genocide Memorial Park in Gisenyi, Rwanda, the transformation of a neighborhood living next to and actually subsisting on a giant city dump outside of Nairobi, Kenya, Wow! and a series of collaborative art projects in the Balata refugee camp in the West Bank. She has done a lot. She has done a lot and continues. Um, Lily spoke to me from her home in Philadelphia. I asked her to describe how she led herself onto a completely different career path when she made that first fateful visit to North Philadelphia back in 1986. I, all along, I never thought myself as being a leader or uh, I consciously making a decision to go to a broken community and to help the people. That was not um, in my intention when I started it. I actually started the project not so much helping others, but really trying to help myself. I actually had a very nice life then, you know, graduated from the um, graduate school of uh, University of Pennsylvania, fine arts department, and I have taught um, in a couple um, uh, colleges and universities. And uh, at that time, I was teaching um, at the, um, it's called the uh, Philadelphia Colleges of Art, or now known as the University of the Arts. And it was a wonderful position, wonderful job, um, uh, working uh, with young students. Um, But, and I was showing um, at the very prominent um, Marion Locks Gallery, the the best in Philadelphia. But uh, somehow um, that has been something 
um, not satisfying in me. It actually has been happening in years, but it became more and more prominent. I felt that somehow. My something essential in my life is missing, and I couldn't put my finger on it. So I start searching for it.、Um, and I remember when I was growing up in Taiwan, studying Chinese landscape painting, and I remember encountering this very very special place that is always feel tranquil. My heart was always full of joy, excitement, inspiration, but it's it's powerful, poignant, but so distilled in distilled、uh, clarity and、uh, serenity, and so、uh, I felt. I need to find that place. I need to f- be in contact with this special place that make me feel content, fulfilled, dynamic, and、uh, serene. And the Chinese call it the dustless world. But I said, "Wow, you know, it's my home. I need to go home." But it's not a home in physical sense, but it's a spiritual home. And so, even way before eighty six, I was traveling far and wide,、um, looking for something, and I was reading a lot and so forth. And、uh, and in eighty six, it was just. Like by chance, I wrote a little grant, and then I was invited by、uh, the very talented late、um, African American、uh, dancer and choreographer, and he has an organization called、uh, Ile Ife Black Humanitarian Center in、um, in North Philadelphia, and the. He, we I, we met and I admire him from afar for some time, and he said I have an abandoned lot and would you come and make some art on it? And I was、um, rather naive and didn't think too much, you know, more、uh, prone to action. And everybody was tr-、uh, writing proposal. I actually had no idea. What it is like to work with children, or in African American community, or even to make anything、um, outdoor. But I was just saying, "Wow, everybody's doing it. Why don't I also try?" <laughs> just <laughs> that, and、uh, and I didn't think anybody would even pay attention.、Um, but I got a happy little grant in twenty five hundred dollars, little grant, and by the time. I went back to that abandoned lot. The city had leveled ten houses, all abandoned houses, leveled it. So I have this huge lot, and I was so puzzled, and frightened, and、uh, had no clue. And so I went to talk to the expert, and they say, you know, people who、um, did landscape.、Um, Uh, outdoor landscape and sculpture and so forth, and then they say that, well, you are an outsider. This is、um, this is not your community. People won't welcome you. And then they say that, well, kids going to destroy everything you build. And then they say that、um, you what you got is a drop in the bucket, and you shouldn't 
嗯 do the project, but 就是 do a feasibility study, and then um you know forget about the project until later. So um I um. I listened to the、uh, advice from the、uh, experts. So as I was drafting the letter,、uh, a very clear、uh, but fragile small voice in me said clearly, "If you do not rise to the occasion, the best of you will die, and the rest will not amount to anything." And so. I said, "Well, I don't want to look at myself in the mirror as a coward、um, the, the, down the down the road." And so I said, "Well, even though I don't know how to do it, but maybe I can do something with the children." And so with that, I went in, you know, by myself, and then I was saying, "Well, I I have no clue how to even start." And Arthur Hall advised me. He said, "You need to find Jojo Joseph Williams. He、uh, lived on a, in a half abandoned house, re- half renovated, next to the、uh, abandoned land. And he's a jack of all trade. And he didn't have a job then. So anyway, I tracked him down after the third effort." Uh, I had a chance to talk to him, and he bought into the project. That is, that was how it started. So I didn't think about helping others. I was just trying to get a hold of myself,、um, finding out、uh, who I was as an immigrant Chinese American, and what does this mean to be an artist in the you know vibrant. Uh, Ever-changing, dynamic,、um, uh, kind of wild art、um, art scene、uh, in、um, in America at th- that time. Yeah, so everything started from a deficit, not having enough, and from my own weaknesses. But、uh, lo and behold, life have a way to lead us. To our journey, when we really strive towards it, you know. So during as you were as you were working with JoJo and the people in the community building that first village, I know you encountered a lot of setbacks because you had to learn、uh, learn along the way. How did you lead yourself through the occasional failure, and how did you keep the community invested in the park? As as you were as you were learning by doing, I would say when I when people ask me this kind of question, you know, whether how do I try to build community? I never tried. I never believed that, that I had the power to build community. I mean, that was overestimating my own power.、Um, but what happened? I think it's really you know I. In heart, I'm a Taoist. You know, Taoism, Confucianism, are and Buddhism are the three powerful culture、um, shaping force in Chinese civilization. And in heart, I am a Taoist because Tao is about the way of nature. You know, it's like、uh, you you、um, it's just how nature work.、Uh, so the way. 
I went about was that I need to have a grip of who I am to understand the meaning of my existence. And so I went into, um, and I do it through art since my training is in the arts. And then so when children came, it was not my um in my mind, oh, those children who are on the streets where nobody care for them, and then I have to do something for them. Not at all. Um, and so at the beginning, I was afraid of them because I felt that children's energy can be so wild. But then Jojo was there. They admired Jojo. And so they would come. And then they, we, we have to make cement, we have to dig in the ground. And children were so happy. You know, all the things they like, I got it. <laughs> so spades and shovels and, and um, uh, what do you call the dirt and cement and whatever. So it was like a big mud park. You know, they just go from one thing to the other. They were so happy. And so in that landscape of so much sadness and brokenness and disappointment and so forth, and children's laughter sends ripples of joy and signifying a possibility and hope. I didn't know all that. It was like years later reflecting on the importance of children's play and participation. So anyway, and then... When uh, when uh, my friends told me that kids going to destroy everything you build, so I thought, well, in that case, we have to engage the children so they won't destroy things they built, mm-hmm. and so the children not only not destroying them, they became the guardian angels of the humble things that we have created. And uh, so they, the the children now, they every time I go, I will meet some. Now they bring their children through the park and show them what they did, um, participate when they were six, seven, eleven year old. It is so powerful. I didn't build it; it built itself. When your platform is open and equal and welcoming and full of encouragement, then uh, I think people want to come and participate. And making art is so fun because if we don't put the value judgment, oh, you did this and it looks like that so you're good and you don't if we don't judge it that way and we we just say man you put the mosaic on the column how wonderful oh this is a wonderful blue like the sky you know just simple encouragement it builds children's self-esteem then they bring their friends Eventually, they 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 brought their parents. They brought the school teachers coming to us. That's how we grew, not with our effort, but with the positive output in our joint effort. It naturally happened. So a lot of time, I say, you know, making art in the those very sad, um, desperate places is like light the fire in winter's night. It provides, you know, light, warmth, direction, beckoning people 
to join, and it was like a rock thrown into a pond. It ripples to all direction, gentle ripples. It sounds to me like you're not comfortable describing yourself as a leader, more of a, a conduit. It sounds like. Uh, I, I. It's not that I don't feel comfortable. About bringing myself a leader, I am absolutely a leader in my vision. I think、um, my method、um, is not so much recruiting others as a leader, but I am a leader setting out baits.、Hmm. For example, I would get all the things kids like, you know, like a、um, seedlings and like. A, Uh, wood chips, like uh, uh, water to splash about, but never from the side that I come to help you. We help each other through their help, through this kind of work. I found my voice, and with gra- deep gratitude, I am to the community and the children to trust me and give me the opportunity. I am absolutely a leader in my vision, because what is essential? I'm an artist. I go for that. I know through many, many failures. It is not just whatever you do, you put it up and it, you call it art. It's like、uh, alchemy. I call it alchemy. You have to、uh, keep on. Distilling it, you trim it, you make the、uh, proportion right, the color right, the relationship right, and whatever. Eventually, by level by level, because through many failed effort, I learned this. Finally, when it is the right visual image. It has the power to transform the space it is in, the participants and the、uh, individual and communities. So I am absolutely dedicated to realize my vision, and in that I don't compromise and I don't ne- negotiate. I need to reach that pinnacle point, the best that I can deliver. But in the process of delivering that vision, it's completely open, welcoming, and people come, people go, always according to their interest, their need, and、uh, their own、um, fulfillment. And so that's. And it, it, sometimes I think it's like a, I'm a, a train conductor. You know, at the beginning it was just me. But I have a sense where I'm going. Maybe not clear. I'm trying to find that place, that sacred place, that sense of belonging. What doesn't matter where I I am in the world. I feel centered. I belong at current time and space and now. That place. I know I'm driving a train towards that. And then so. People see, wow, this train. Maybe I can take a ride, and people get on. 
And then they say, well, it's enough. I need to get off. I say, welcome. Have a good day. And other people ride on. So community building is very complicated. It's always three step forward, two step backward. But if I know, you know, to the direction I'm going and steadfastly and without compromising, eventually I will reach it, uh, reach it and deliver my vision, and then I I feel fulfilled. If people ask me for advice through my experience, and I would just say that the broken places, the ignored, the real abandoned railroad track, and all those places are our new frontier. And people in the disenfranchised communities, there were enormous hidden wisdom and the talents and capabilities. We have to take off our colored glasses and we have to look at with new eyes to see the hidden jewels for us to discover and to embrace. And through embracing, the darkness will be can be transformed to luminosity. I love what she says that she's not so much a, a recruiter as a leader, but she sets out bait for people to follow her. It's so great. What, 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 uh, what about her leadership really intrigues you? Well, you just hit it on the head. I think is her way of seeing herself as a leader, which is to me, I guess, more of a collaborative uh, engagement, community building kind of engagement. Um, and her success in community engagement, uh, you know, with the the park in Philadelphia, a couple of things that really jumped out to me that I thought were brilliant, um, and we can look at them through the lens of leadership. Also, is um, first of all bringing in JoJo, you know, the beloved mm-hmm. person from the neighborhood, yeah. and really what JoJo represented was someone that the community uh, followed. And that's a critical piece. Uh, there's a great quote from the book, a book that I really enjoy called Influencer, The Power to Change Anything. And in it, uh, it says, people who are respected and connected can exert an enormous amount of influence over any change effort. And I really think by having JoJo present, it brought a level of curiosity and willingness to pay attention to what she was trying to accomplish by having right. him on board. And then second was the way she enrolled the kids in the neighborhood, you know, and they got to participate. And so they saw it as fun and joyful and something they could own. And so they nourished it and protected it. And as she said, all the way, you know, up through them being adults and bringing their own kids now to the park. So she just did some lovely enrollment of the right people at the right time to make it a partnership and not just some artist coming in from the outside. She she never enters a community as an expert. She always finds the the pillars of each community and learns from them and gets them involved in the project. Mm-hmm. So there's a great humility about that. The other thing I love is that she reminds us that creativity is inherently playful. Right. And what better way to involve both children and adults but to to get them to play with you? Mm-hmm. And when she talked about, uh, she reminded me a lot of the Wayne Price interview. Mm. And if you recall in the Wayne Price interview, he was told that if he built this totem pole near um, a place where a lot of homeless people lived, that they'd end up destroying it. Mm. 
but he they asked what he was doing and he explained it clearly to them and asked them to be the poll's protector mm. and they have been for a couple decades now mm. and i feel that's precisely what she's done with the kids in the neighborhood by saying this is something you're making it's for you please protect it because it's yours yeah and they really have i mean if you go online you can look at photos that the park look like it looks like it's in great shape and well taken care of yeah. hasn't been abused it was wonderful thanks so much for the interview pia carlo you're welcome i wish we all had a lilier in our neighborhoods <laughs> exactly and if you'd like to learn more about lily please go to our website uncsa.edu slash artist as leader and if you enjoyed the episode let us know by leaving us a rating or a comment wherever you get your podcasts our theme music is by the dimes i'm pierre carlo talenti and i'm rob kramer thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs>